Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 31. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Semester's done. It's wrapped up. Feels like it's time for summer baseball. I don't know about you guys, but I woke up this morning with that on the mind. So I'm ready to go. As long as the trend continues into summer baseball, where the Red Sox are first in the AL East as they are right now, I am all about that, Clausen. I'm doing great because the Red Sox are doing great. Dude, now that the semester's over, full focus turns to the Red Sox. This is my life now, which means just more, more gone bridge, more commitment. So uh, it's going to be going to be an awesome summer. Um, but yeah, we haven't released an episode since last Friday. So we got a good amount of stuff to talk about in two series. Klaus, I'm going to meet you, dude. This is just like, what's going on over here? Lawson constantly for some reason has buzzing in the background <clears throat> of his recording. So you get the good old mute button. Get this poverty recording system over here. Yeah, maybe we should switch to that other thing. What other thing? I don't know, that thing. The mic? Another thing that uh, we used with uh, the other guys. Oh, the uh, yard goat, whatever? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Stream, oh, stream yard. Stream yard. Stream yard. Yeah. Yard goat? Yeah, no, that's the that's the Hartford AAA team. Dude, I got go to get some games there this summer. But anyways, as we were saying, big series against the Angels – um, and then another uh, series against the Blue Jays. So uh, we'll start this off kind of open-ended. We'll start with the Angels series. Obviously, what I remember from the series, even though the Red Sox took two out of three, is uh, Mr. Shohei Otani just being the most electric baseball player in baseball. And even though he's one of my favorite players in baseball, just absolutely ripping the hearts out of Red Sox fans. Um, I mean – how unlucky can you get there? You got the best best player in baseball up at the bat. He pops one up, barely drops in front of your outfielders. And then Shohei comes up. You'll have a pitch down Broadway, and he just jumps on it. And the only question is, is it fair or foul? And puts, a, puts the Angels in front. I mean, I'll take a two out of three series win. But when you're one out away from sweeping one of the worst teams in baseball, it's just like, oh, what a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, that well, that Otani thing really just kind of took the just kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit. Uh, you know, off Matt Barnes, best reliever, best closer in baseball right now. I mean, I love Matt Barnes to death, but objectively, that is not the case. I mean, he had a zero ERA up until that point, and no, frankly, he still no has there's no way. a zero ERA in my mind. Well, there's no way what Gardner. I, Matt Barnes did not have a zero. Did he have a he zero did. ERA? He had like a point six three or something. It was pretty it was low. It was ridiculously low. low. It yeah, was in but, the zeros. All right. The the point of what I'm saying is that he was just objectively not the best closer in the league. He was maybe like the second or third best closer. But uh, as much as I hate to say, Aroldis Chapman has been absolutely unhittable this season, and that's all I'll say about him. But yeah, that's Shohei Otani, unreal. With two outs too. Two outs, top nine, Matt Barnes on the hill. What are the odds of that? They got to be pretty low. Well, the odds on that uh, loop that Mike Trout 
hit, quote unquote. Uh, the uh, like the average or projected average on that ball, I think, was around uh, 100. So he had a one out of 10 chance of getting on base via that little blooper, and he did. And then I don't even know what the odds could possibly be on Shohei Otani taking a first pitch fastball middle in and putting it directly over the pesky pole. And wow. you know what? That was a really clutch hit. That was pretty lucky. I mean, lucky, quote unquote, that it stayed fair. It wasn't like lucky. But Mike Trout and Shohei Otani both didn't really, I don't even think they like hit that well this series. I but know Otani Shohei hit two home runs. Yeah, but they were both kind of whack. Uh, Otani's first one was like, a, it looked like a fly out to the shortstop. Yeah. And it just kept going. That was insane. I mean, did you guys see the picture of him like in the. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing a press conference with the the sleeveless shirt. I mean, man's is just like yeah, dude, Swaltani. <laughs> Do you guys also see? It was a couple of days ago. He took a pitch that was like I think it was at his shoulders, and he took it yeah. four forty deep oh, right yeah. center. Has anybody tried to call him Gun Show yet? I think I we should. Think so, but that's a great, great nickname. Pretty good nickname. Yeah, I, I think like it. It was... that's your best one yet, Steve. I think it is too, honestly. Because um, <laughs> Angel Stadium a couple years ago, I think it was 2018, and right right field there, they have, like, that scoreboard above the fence. And it used to be you had to hit it, like, over the scoreboard. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And now they, like, they lowered the line. Like, Otani hit, like, a legitimate Angel Stadium home run there. That wasn't one of the cheap shots that counted. Yeah. In fact, I remember in 2018 the Red Sox playing there and Mitch – or Raphael Devers. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like barely over the line. And the fielder was like, ah, oh, man, well, that's a home run now. Um, but, uh, I mean, the first two games in the series, the Red Sox hold on in a nail biter in the first game, uh, four to three. And then they just absolutely cleaned up in the second game. Uh, nine, nothing. That, uh, the bats were on fire. Who pitched um, that game? Garrett. That was Martin Perez. Oh, yeah. Dude was nails. He went six innings, right? He went six innings, three hits, four walks, five strikeouts. Um, I got a question for you guys. So obviously with PK, PK is back now. Um, Krishna Royals still out. Oh, PK likes to bang. That's a great interview. <laughs> On his return, I interviewer asked KK, how's it feel to come back off the IL, uh, with a bang? And I think his, his response was something along the lines of, we like to bang. I like to bang. Like something, something, let's all bang. I don't know. I don't think that last part was right. Right. But he was totally like, I don't know. We like to bang. I like to bang. It feels good. Well, we talked about in the off season, didn't he have a, a kid? He's got the dad strength now. Like, and it yeah. all kind of makes sense. But yeah. I mean, he came back with a. With a vengeance. Good of pop. Um, a bang. A bang. A bang. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, not going to use the wrong word there, but um what did you guys think about – it was kind of like uh, a leadoff spot by committee, but we saw a lot of Marlon Gonzalez. We saw a lot of Michael Chavis out of that leadoff spot with Kike out. Um, what did you guys think of having a couple different guys at the top of the lineup there? Well, <clears throat> I mean, we don't really have that guy, that Mookie Betts or Ronald Acuna guy. That's Wait, hit. you don't think that Kike Hernandez is comparable to Mookie Betts? Or Ronald Acuna. No, I mean, I've never heard either of them talk about how much they like to bang. That's fair. That's a good point. I barely ever hear Mookie talk in the first place, so. That's fair. You know what? That's actually really true. That is a good point. 
We don't hear enough out of Mookie Betts. I said, can Mookie Betts speak? Yes, I think so. Selective mute. Like I was saying, we don't really have that one guy that is like the perfect leadoff hitter. Perfect leadoff hitter these days has power, has speed, has contact, has like, he's just a pure five tool player. And we don't really have that one guy. And Alex Verdugo kind of fits that description the best, but he hasn't really been very successful at the leadoff spot. So I think our only option is to be a little unconventional in our approach at the leadoff spot. And I like Kike there, but the difference between Kike and Marwin and maybe even a guy like Chavis, who's a super unconventional guy to have at the leadoff spot, considering he can't hit a high fastball to save his life. But so far it looks good enough i don't really understand i don't think there's a better way you could approach the leadoff spot than what we've been doing the, the last few games yeah i mean if it works uh, it works we're uh, i i like the i like kike at leadoff but i don't think that again he's not fantastic at it so i don't know that he's kind of cemented his way in uh the other guy that comes to mind is good old franchi cordero maybe you stick him at leadoff stop, stop he's he's stop, been batting like stop. what seventh no, eighth in the lineup stop, and he's stop, hitting stop. in the 100s maybe if you flip it around and you give him a little give him something to work with maybe he'll boost that average up start hitting some leadoff bombs clausen in the uh I'm, I'm a full full believer in freedom of speech however when it comes to you talking about franchi cordero i do think that there needs to be some censorship around that uh the liberties you take in speaking about him are just quite too broad um yeah, give, giving me a login to the twitter account when franchi's up to bat is a bad idea anytime there's a franchi tweet like you know the other night from. when the red Sox had a good first inning and instead of mentioning how oh verdugo hit a home run and who else kike hit one clausen's like it's franchi's night baby flip the narrative yeah um, no it's never Franchi's night, man. Franchi, I'm looking for it to be, but it's not. Franchi's had like a decent week. Like he he got hits this week. That's what I classify as like a. He decent made it Franchi. on base. Yeah, he didn't strike out every time, which was impressive. But going back to Kike real quick, um, I know we were saying, or I think Kloss was saying, you know, like he's not like stupendous in that leadoff role. But honestly, for what we're getting out of him this year so far, is like. A little bit better than he's had career-wise. Um, I mean, he's a career hitter, like a career 241 hitter. He's sitting 260 this year. His OPS is above his uh, career average. Um, he's got five home runs right now, which, I mean, if you play out like a full season, it's probably going to equate to like 16 or 17, which is above his career average. So, I mean, we signed Kike knowing that he wasn't going to be a superstar. He's not being a superstar, but – He's above average. He's got a positive war. Um, and honestly, he's been better than advertised. And I think that uh, Alex Cora has definitely played a role in that. And, you know, I think we got to be grateful for, for what we're at least getting out of him. But yeah, I mean, I honestly, he went to Worcester for a week or so to go rehab and he was mashing the ball down there. It seems like ever since he came back, he's just been banging. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Kike, it's a different situation than he's ever been in in his career where he's got, like, consistent everyday play at the same position most of the time, and then he has, like, the secondary 
center field uh, appearances every once in a while. But having that consistency can really help a player stay engaged and stay focused on uh, both ends. And I think that Alex Cora probably did help a little bit, but I would probably give a little bit of uh, Kike's success credit towards just the uh, situation that he's in now. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, looking at the the other parts of the lineup, we had 13 home runs uh, this past week, which is very a lot. a lot of home runs. Lot of, yeah. Bobby had two, <clears throat> Devers had two, JD had two, and Verdugo had two. Overall, hitting-wise, team had a great week. Um, as a team, I think they hit over 300. The only guy who really kind of had a tough week was – Marwin Gonzalez and, you know, Renfro was a little bit below average. Um, <clears throat> His defense uh, didn't look great. Against no, the no, it hasn't. I mean, I still have been more impressed with his defense than I thought I was going to be. But, yeah, he had a couple of tough games. Um, I mean, obviously, he's not he's not Mookie Betts in right field. But, yeah, you can't charge him with errors on, like, these, like, weird muffs he had against the right field wall. Mm-hmm. But – at the same time, he has to just be able to play it a little better. Right. So kind of uh, disappointing to see, but I'm sure he'll be okay and he'll he'll bounce back. I, I guess the minor league park might throw people off. And I really thought about that. It's just different. Yeah. No, they uh, – it might. I mean, they're starting the games later and later, right, because of the sun there in Florida. But, yeah, it's impossible to see anything that goes past, like, halfway through um, the outfield. It kind of and throws me off that the Bobby D real quick. Bobby Dahlbeck, last seven games, 348, two home runs. So he's right. Good. That's good. He's on his way to 46. What is he now? Five oh, out oh, of 46. I take it back. Three home runs. Three home runs. His last seven. He's Bob got five total. It's awesome. Bob Vernon. Huge raking. He's got what? A ninth of the way there? He's probably still a ninth of the way after the season, right? Eight. We're yeah. ninth of the way through the season. He's, he's getting way further than that. Are we? We're like a quarter. No, uh, we're all, we're almost at a third. We're getting getting close. Um, are Xander Bogarts and Alex Verdugo like two of the most underrated players in all of baseball? I feel like I say this every week about Xander, but he, he still just he doesn't get the respect. I mean, another week at this point, Xander is objectively the best shortstop in the league. I would completely agree. I saw this video of. Some said acclaimed baseball YouTuber who is a huge Mets fan and he was ranking shortstops this week. And he put Xander Bogarts at, uh, I believe, six, five or six. Blasphemy. Behind Francisco Lindor, who I'm like, all right, you're a Mets fan. He's hitting like 100 this year. Uh, like Trey Turner, don't. I think Trey Turner's kind of overrated. And then Trevor Story, Fernando Tatis, and Maybe that was it. Maybe it was five. But still, I was like, really? Like, There's a lot of short snubs, but that might do maybe one thing better than Xander. Like, I would give Fran or I would give uh, Tatis, like, base running, stealing bases. He's probably better than Bogart's at. Maybe you can say Francisco Lindor's got a little bit of a better glove. There's uh, things you can point out that they edge Bogart's out in one category. But in every single other category, when you're just facing these shortstops head-to-head, it's Bogarts, like, all the way down the list. He's just so well-rounded as a, as a player. Uh, Steve, I was going to point out, uh, especially with Tatis, like, Tatis would definitely be the guy that 
is the best shortstop in baseball, except his glove is terrible. And if he's not hitting better than Bogarts, then I don't know how you can put Tatis over him. And then again, Lindor is just, you know, can't hit a, hit, can't hit water if he fell out of a boat this year. Oh, and Bogarts Wait, did is. You, did you see uh, Tatis do that split? I did. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Dude's an athlete. For those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Tatis, I think, stole second for, yeah, I think it was a attempt to steal second. Yeah. And he slid uh, right foot first into second base, caught the bag with his right foot, and then kind of did a little bit of a drift. Like he caught the edge of the base and then his body kept going. And the only way that he could maintain contact with his right foot is if he did a complete split. It's very impressive. Very impressive. Props. Props to Tatis. Um, beyond, actually, I want to get into the pitching staff here a little bit because it's not been good. It has not been good at all. Um, dude, what do, what do we do about Avaldi? I mean, he's just like he's come out the last couple starts and looked really bad. I mean, he had. Um, a bad start well, against Seattle. I mean, he hasn't even pitched well against, like, bad teams. Um, yeah. I mean, I got something about this. But yeah, I no, you go ahead. I got. I want to pull up something. No, Carson, you got anything before, uh, before I go? Uh, I was going to point out the Blue Jays series was a little alarming because Erod and Pavetta are the two guys that usually uh, – Erod not as much, but Pavetta definitely locks it down, and he got – rocked last night i think he had like five earned in five innings or something or and Four then five one innings unearned, one unearned uh so not a great start and then erod just got obliterated so yeah. here are the i mean it's literally been backwards i can't believe i'm saying this but garrett richards and martin perez are carrying the rotation right now these are the eras for the starters right now in the last 30 days so every guy has had Five starts, except for Nick Pavetta, who's had six. So it's Perez with a 2.08, Richards with a 2.27, Pavetta with a 3.55. So all three of those guys, you're like, all right, this is really good. Then we get to our two quote-unquote workhorses who should be carrying our rotation. You've got one-two punch. uh, Apparently, Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been very underwhelming in his contract year, with a 5.46 ERA and an opponent's batting average of 333 for the last month. I mean, that's just, it's terrible. And then he's handing out Hall of Fame careers, bro. I know. He's just like, you want to hit? Take one. And then, as if it can't get even worse, our so called ace, who I, I think, Steve, you're probably going to, I feel like we're going to have similar thoughts here, but you have to call Valdi our so called ace. I mean, who else is our number? Like, I guess it's Rodriguez, but it's last year. I mean, there's, there's like three pitchers that are better than him on the roster, and somehow he still gets the title of ace. No. Yeah, no, that's Baldi what I – He's never that's been, been called our ace. He's never been called he's, our ace. He was our opening day starter, and he's like the one when we make it around in the like five-guy rotation. Okay, but he didn't – he wasn't intended to be the open day starter. Right. I guess he's like the ace by default. Well, anyways – He's, he's the still, first guy in the rotation. We'll put it that way. That's fair. No, but he, he's still – he's got a 5.81 ERA in his last five starts. That stinks. Here's the thing about Nathan Avaldi. Nathan Avaldi is part of that 2018 World Series team 
where after we won that, we were just handing out contracts like it was Halloween, like it was candy. We literally gave a contract to anybody that did anything even remotely memorable. Steve Pierce got like a two-year deal. Just he was clutch. He was clutch and he helped us win that world. He was clutch for five games. He got a two-year deal for being like hot for a series. So that was crazy. Nathan Avaldi is well known for just having the most like loosely built elbow of all time. Things held together by paper clips and rubber bands. And we gave him four years, like $90 million just because he went seven innings into extra innings and we still lost that game. Like you saved us our bullpen. Great performance in that World Series. Thank you very much. Did you deserve four years and like $90 million after you already missed a good amount of that last two seasons because there's floating pieces of bone in your elbow? What does that even mean? What does it even mean? It doesn't like, even sound human. You're just like, that's something you hear and you're like, you haven't gotten that checked out yet? Like, what that's what sounds, it, like, it kind of sounds like a Phantom DL thing. Like, aren't you waiting for, like, Garrett Cole to go on, like, the Phantom DL or something like that because of floating pieces of bone in his elbow? Avaldi legitimately had, I think they called it loose objects or loose yeah, bodies. Loose bodies. Loose yeah, bodies. loose bodies in his elbow that they had to just go in there and pick apart with a tweezer. And this guy's, like, he's got such good stuff for how absolute garbage he is at, like, not letting up runs. I don't understand it. It just is the product of that 2018 where literally every single person besides Mookie Betts got a contract for some reason. And we are absolutely like biting it because of that. And if I hear anybody even allude to the fact that Evaldi's quote unquote are ace, like get out of my face. He's not even close, not even by default. I don't want to hear that. Nathan Evaldi's career numbers with the Red Sox. He's got three nine seven. What? I don't know, like 397. Buddy, oh, I wish. 53 games pitched, 41 starts with a whip of 1.332. And an ERA out of all the teams he's played for is the highest with the Red Sox at 4.5 flat. That is not good at all. He's a career ERA of 4.28. Um, I will say, though, not even just talking about Eovaldi, the Red Sox starters are keeping the ball in the yard. However, the amount of hits that they're giving up and walks is just way too high, way too high. So, again, who Clawson last week alluded to the fact that, like, the staff keeps the ball in the yard. But, I mean, this past week, like, they still kept the ball in the yard. But a lot of hits, a lot of hits. Yeah, when I was, when I was going through that whole stat sheet, everything else was relatively the same. Like, whip was a little lower than last year, but it was still – not great. So I think they, my conclusion was that they, they put guys on base. They just don't allow those three, four home run, like three, four run homers that puts them out of the game. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely, completely agree. Um, and I mean, even the bullpen has looked like better this past week, but honestly it's been, yeah, it's been mostly the starters. So what are we going to do with Nate? Anything? I don't like. You, should, you know what he should do? He should go up to Garrett Richards in his in his locker and say, "Hey, you got any of that good stuff?" Yeah, give me some of that good stuff. Give me some of that good stuff. They can go yeah. into the car. They can go into the alleyways of Fenway and trade good stuff. Listen, Richards, 
More good stuff against Toronto on Wednesday. Did in fact bring the good stuff. Dude, Richards, I swear, ever since that first start against the Blue Jays, I think something happened to him. Like his confidence went from like, oh man, I don't want to be here to a guy that like, who did he throw at? Yeah, that dude's head. Yeah, he's just like, get the hell out of here. And he's like. No, it's because, yeah, he threw that like, curveball, like that inside curveball, and the guy tried to like lean in. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Mark Mark Canna. And yeah. then the next pitch, Garrett Richards was like, you know what? I hope you don't like living because I'm going to throw this fastball directly at your head. He's like, you just leaned into that while you can I mean, say goodbye to your man, entire man. family line. That's how you kill people. I mean, look at Kevin Pillar. I mean, we're probably going to go off topic for a minute. But look at Kevin Pillar. Like, you got hit. That dude got hit directly in the face with a fastball and has several nasal fractures and looks like he got hit by a Mack truck. Hey, you guys remember a couple of years ago when Stanton got hit in the face and now he wears that? Uh, that was really bad. And he now he still wears it, I think, the extended yeah. uh, guard on his helmet or something. Everybody should wear that. Do you think yeah. that is like included in a lot of contracts now? Like, if you're signing a a huge deal with a team, like you have to wear this guard because Trout's got it, Harper's got it, Stanton's got it. Does Mookie Betts have it? I don't think so. No, I mean Stanton's cheek literally blew up. Yeah, he he, I think he broke his jaw. Yeah, his cheek blew up. Like there was a hole in it. I think Harper's gotten hit in the face before. Yeah. yeah. Trout just wears it to be safe. Trout is Mike Trout's got to figure it out. Two months with a strained hamstring. I I saw that. They put him on the 10-day IL for like – and they I saw some – it was like a tweet or something. They were like, Angels placed Mike Trout on 10-day IL for – what was it? Calf strain or something? Ham, hamstring. Yeah, something. I think it would have been calf. You're right. Whatever it was. We'll be back in two to three months. I'm like, that's the longest 10 day IL I have ever seen. Dude, just like massage it out, massage your little cramp right? out, and you're back next in two days. You he guys might see be Superman Mike Trout. Before the uh, Angel series at Fenway, Trout was like on a 0 for 38 skid, and he still had the highest OPS in the league, like at the end of that skid. Insane. Absolutely insane. Also, I will stand by the fact that I. I don't know why Alex Cora didn't do this, but why didn't he just put, like, Pat Light in there? He strikes out Mike Trout and the game's over. I don't know. I think Pat Light's busy dealing with, like, his bar. Mm. And sorry, we're open. Is that his bar? Does he actually have a bar? I think so. He does. Oh, really? Yes. Where is it located? Steve, you should go. I don't know. Tell him you know the owner. What if I knew where it was? He needs to up his advertising game. I, I have absolutely no idea. Absolutely. If, no it, idea. if it was in Boston, you think you'd go? Do you think I'd go? Yeah. Are you asking? Yeah. You can just walk in and, and say that you you know the owner and you're good friends. Yeah, clearly because we are. Definitely. Maybe you can harass him to get him on the show. Yeah, I'll I'll be like, hey Pat, you know me. And <laughs> I'll be like, like, hell yeah, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> How have we not talked about this yet? Uh, Pat White. No, the fact that J.D. Martinez hit a home run last night to put us ahead. With what, does that have any, what does that have anything to do with what we were talking about? I don't know. doesn't. I thought that was supposed to be related to Pat Light. You're like, how have we not talked about this before? 
Adelaide's probably our number one most talked about subject on this podcast, outside of like the Boston Red Sox. Probably. <laughs> Maybe on uh on Apple and Spotify, we should add like a little tag. Like, you know, on like Instagram, you add tags for like what you're interested in. Yep. Interested. Put that on for us. It's just like Red Sox, baseball, Pat White. I could do that because when I upload the episodes, when I upload the episodes, I have to add like tag names and I yeah. do all those, you know, baseball, Boston, Red Sox. Maybe I'll throw a Pat Light one in and it'll try. Just it's a Pat Light podcast. Pro Pat Light. Anyways, I thought the conversation was whittling down about Pat Light. So I figured it would be a good idea to toss it into this. But Adam, what are you talking about? The fact that. The Red Sox last night, they got a lead early on. The Blue Jays kind of came back. And then Mr. Julio Daniels Martinez hits a go-ahead two-run home run with two outs in the ninth inning to win the game. Matt Barnes came in for the save. I mean, honestly, it was kind of a trade-off with, like, the Otani homer. It's like they get that game, we get this one. You know, we go four and six this week. Um, JD is just like, man, he is – having a hell of a year him and bogarts are both should be top five in odds for the al mvp and i would argue that xander bogarts should be number two if not number one uh i would i would say behind otani i would say xander otani's got to be the favorite yeah that was one of those like I, i think we've talked about this before that if and everybody was talking about it if he can pitch well and hit well then he's got to be the lock and his ERA a couple of days ago was like two two one zero, and he had he was leading the league in homers. Yeah, crazy. So my, my friend post posed this question to me on uh, Shohei Otani, and it was something along the lines of because Otani now will start games and then just go play in one of the corner outfield positions. Uh, would you ever consider using him as an everyday outfielder and then kind of a super reliever role where he could come in for uh three or four innings maybe more often than he would start just to like lock it down when you need to and i said before i let you guys answer that it's accomplishes like the essentially the same thing so you would probably be better off going with whatever uh otani's more comfortable with which at this moment looks like starting so i wouldn't if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing yeah. yeah, I was going to oh, – go ahead, Gardy. Uh, I was just going to say I, I don't really like that idea. I think, like, I'd probably throw him off a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I'd just keep him out of starter. He's doing well with what he's doing, so. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat you two are. I think it um, it's kind of – it's very variable if you're coming in. Like, if you're starting on Friday, then you know you're starting on Friday so that you can spend the whole day versus okay. if you're – if you're just like on a random Tuesday and you're starting in right field and whoever's on the mound is just getting rocked in the fourth inning, then it's like, all right, I don't know. It's, just, it's a different progression if you're starting versus if you're coming out of the pen. Yeah. The mental, I, I don't know if you do that well changed. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Cool. Uh, cool idea. But I don't know that in practice it would work. Yeah. Maybe like later in his career, if he ever needs to like cut down on the innings he's throwing or something. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty of it is he has that flexibility in 10 years. If he doesn't want to keep throwing 90 pitches a game at 100 miles an hour, just turn into Garrett Whitlock. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So 
Um, any other reactions on the Blue Jays series, on the JD home run, on anything, honestly, from the past week? Uh, I'll throw out the fact that Michael Chavis is hitting 290 right now with like a billion doubles. And that is good. That is good. So still weird to me that. Go ahead. I was just going to say, don't send him down. Don't send him down. Yeah, don't send him down. Still weird to me that the Blue Jays play in Florida. I, I kind of haven't gotten used to that. I don't know when they move Buffalo back to Canada, but. I think they're going to Buffalo first. Yeah, they're in Buffalo. <laughs> no, it's, right now. No, they're in Florida now, but they're going to go to Buffalo pretty soon. Imagine you're. Imagine that. You're in sunny Florida. They're like, all right, guys, go move to Buffalo, New York. Have fun. Hey, I'm sure Buffalo's lovely this kind of year, this time of year. It's it. You ever been? Sure, it's a balmy. No, nobody's reason. ever like I'm going to go on vacation to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> exactly. Is exactly. It, how far is Niagara Falls from Buffalo? It can't be that far. I mean, no, but like I don't know why you would. Maybe I mean, I, maybe I mean, you say you're going to Niagara Falls. You're not going to Buffalo. Oh, it's 26 minutes. All right. Well, you think they just take like team trips? Like Vladdy just packs up the station wagon and drives everyone to the Niagara, Niagara Falls and possibly. What didn't the Red Sox take a team trip a couple of years ago? Didn't they go to where did they go to like Ireland? I think I remember that. Who do you think would be the most fun to room with? Rafi. Uh, oh wait, yeah, uh, yeah. Rafi would just be jumping on the bed. I would probably agree that it's Rafi, but uh, I feel like Bobby would be cool to just hang out with. I think he'd be like a, a chill time. Okay. You know, I feel like Rafi would be the high energy pick. But Bobby would be like a nice, you know, relaxing, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to go hang out by the pool type of guy? I think Kike would be. Uh, yeah. I was going to change my answer to Kike. He's the he's the the bringer of fun. Yeah, he is. Fun bringer. When do you think he's going to break out that banana suit? I'm still waiting to see that. When the time is right. It's fair. Hopefully. Maybe when we win the World Series. Hopefully when transitioning into the next segment stealing Gardner's thunder when Fenway is reopens to hundred percent capacity which is in eight days 29th so my friend has uh these like five sets of season tickets or like a five game set of season tickets for Fenway and uh, one of the games we've been uh like we've been planning on going to this game for the past like two months and it's on none other than the 28th of this month so we miss full capacity fenway for the first time in two years by a singular one day, day. Pretty, many, pretty heartbreaking but how many games in a row you think they're gonna sell out i feel like people are itching to go i feel like i feel like they're not gonna sell out is that not really? a whole i don't know man i feel like people you know how small fenway is it's small, but I mean, it's still like almost thirty-eight thousand people. Yeah, I don't know. know I feel it's like compared to an actual stadium, it's like twelve thousand less. Yeah, it's like it's a good amount. It's a lot of people. But dude, it's gonna get sold up. I don't know. I feel Easy. like I don't know. Like I'm ready to go, but I feel like thirty-eight thousand people, like COVID, like over, like that. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Everybody's are... vaxxed already, or just don't yeah. care. Or even like even when whatever. we went, people were very I mean not lax about it, but they were just hanging out. And granted, we were p- like f- pretty spread out from people, 
but yeah, people distant for sure. Yeah. I remember going to that game with you guys and like, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, yeah. So lax at Fenway, man. Just remember, remember Randy or Rosarena <laughs> crazy. Yeah, what, what'd you say to him, Gardner? I forget. Um, I said to him, I was sitting, I remember the, we were in that section in the near the right field. And I was just like, Hey, Randy, like, you stink. That was exactly what I said to him when I was at the game. I was definitely at that game. Definitely. Sounds right. Do you do you guys think that this will make concessions and stuff cheaper? No. No. <laughs> no. It'd be cool if it did, though, right? No. Yeah, it was, like, wicked expensive. Yeah, yeah. I remember spending, like, $8 on a hot dog. I was like, what is this? It's like a mortgage. Buy. <laughs> it's a mortgage was... to buy anything yeah, but, like... like do I got to put a down payment down on this hot dog? What's going on right now? Yeah. You mean the to come beer? back here? Show you the, the tinfoil? You the want... beer? Not that I was buying beer, but like can read the signs. Anything but like a core. Yeah. All right, Steve. Core is uh, like nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nine bucks. <laughs> it was nine dollars, dude. I, apparently, apparently, if you um, add relish to your hot dog, it's you have to offer up your car as collateral. If you don't finish the hot dog, but that's just what I heard. <laughs> you have to turn your keys over. Just like finish that hot dog or else you're not getting your car back. Because... But like really though, what's the profit margin? when I, I was literally just going to say that. I mean, 800%. It's <laughs> like, got to be how, insane. How much do you think they pay for like a single hot dog? It's like a pennies. Single hot dog? I don't know. It's like got to be less cents? than 50 cents. Oh, I think it'd be single digit cents because they buy them in bulk. So it's like every hot dog I think would be worth like five cents when they like buy them in bulk. I feel like when a, when a supplier sees that like the Red Sox are buying your hot dogs too, like you're probably going to give them a good price. So they keep it's buying from you. <laughs> yeah, like I would I would give the Red Sox like a pretty good discount. So, I mean, they got to be getting them for cheap. Um, I'm yes, just – I'm KM. 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 I'm just happy that, you know, I just don't – I really don't want John Henry to go broke, so I'm happy that um, they sell the hot dogs for as expensive as they do because then right. you can give out contracts to Nathan Evaldi. There, so, yeah. I just – I, I want to point something out. I just looked this up. The Red Sox in concessions, and I think this includes merchandise sales, um, but they made $516 million Jeez. in 2019. <laughs> Dollars. from concession just from concessions yeah it's like they couldn't knock down like the beer price from 11 dollars to like seven dollars and still make probably five dollars in profit why are you guys just rip us off the yeah. people buying them in bulk they probably are buying beers for less than a dollar probably gotta be cheap. why are they ripping us off man what's the deal here because we got nowhere else to go it's like you ever go to a theme park and the food is just like yeah it's insane like six Dude, this, flags just... this economy man this yeah. economy brutal absolutely brutal but yeah uh full capacity fenway getting back to that that's gonna be so, that so excited. it's gonna be rocking there's a good schedule in june too yeah 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 i can't wait to go to my second game this year we'll have to plan that out and... yeah yeah also yeah, like, we got to get to a woo socks game at some point soon yeah, yeah we do the woo socks are just outrageously hot I think, I think last are. week they were like 4 and 0 or 5 and 0 or something. Jaron Duran's like the second coming of Jesus Christ, right? So, yeah, they look absolutely unbelievable. Um, 
Speaking of standings, uh, the AL East right now is just tight. 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 Uh, it is currently two and a half games between the Red Sox and the fourth place team, which is Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, who do we got this weekend? We got the Phillies, I believe. I think uh, I think it's like an NLE spread for the next like two weeks. You're right. Yeah, yeah we got Phillies, Braves, Marlins, and then Astros. Yeah. You guys hear that? Yeah. Uh, I was just I was making an Astros show. Oh. Was it was that a trash can? <clears throat> no, it's the bottom of my desk. I don't think that really works then. Oh, okay. dude. Tonight's and then we finally Astros. see the Yankees. What? At Yankee Stadium, though. Ah, who cares? It's not the same. We oh, don't see the Yankees at Fenway until the end of June. Who who made this schedule? It's criminal. Give me. They should be arrested. That person who made this schedule makes the list. I think they might be. I think they like to see fans just go up and rage. Come on, guys. We got a good pitchers matchup tonight. Aaron Nola, three and three with the three six four, versus Martin Perez, the ace of this. Pitching rotation, one and two with a three four zero ERA. All I'm saying is that Perez has a lower ERA. So then Aaron, you know, Kula, who's you know, supposed to be good, supposed to be one of the best pitchers in the league, according to Phillies fans. He's been good, not uh, not the best. That clarity's better. Um, you know I don't. I, know if, you know what I can't wait for? What? What's that? The first max capacity Perez day. It's just oh. gonna be like it's gonna be like Mardi Gras. The second that. That was announced. Perez had a post on his Instagram. He was like, I am so excited to finally pitch in front of all of you. And like, I don't know. He better throw, love the he better throw like a perfect game. That would be so poetic. Yeah, perfect games. How have there been so many no hitters so far? It's already been I don't like it. I hate it. I'm so over it. It's just like all these it. random guys yeah. that go out and just feed on like the Mariners and the Rangers and the Orioles. And it's the Indians. This, and the Indians. It's yeah. the stupid... Rob Manfred in the MLB deadening the balls for no reason, for no reason, because they thought that, like, there would be more interesting offense because it wouldn't be a home run every time. You stupid idiot. It just made it so that there's no there's no hits. There's no hits. You can't. There's no offense. It is almost the end of May, and the Seattle Mariners as a team are not hitting above 200. Dude. Why are you guys, like? Why is a guy like Wade Miley throwing no hitters out here? That, like, what, that was probably the on? worst one for me because there was the guy in the Tigers that I've never even heard of. Spencer Turnbull, I think was his he name. lost seventeen yeah. games in twenty nineteen. But Wade Miley just pissed me off. Wade Miley, I don't know why. That's mess with the Turnbull, you get the horns. I guess. Oh, oh, that's a good one, Steve. I like that. Steve, you're two for two today. Creative yeah. uses are flowing. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, like, what's that guy out here throwing no hitters for? Yeah, I I don't know. Like a guy like Corey Kluber. Like, who even are you? It's just like, All right, yeah, I that mean, just made me physically angry. <laughs> Have I, you seen the fact that he has this like slurve? It's like a slider and a curveball. There's literally an yeah, effort. That is what a slurve is. Too. I had and, and I had goes, just hold on, but he no. he goes. I don't like calling it a slider, a curveball, or a slurve, which is what it is. So I call it a clue ball. It's a clue Ew. ball. I thought he was going to call it like a curve loop. No, like it goes switch it around. Ball. It's a clue ball. Like, 
You haven't, like, thrown, you haven't thrown pitches in like three years before this year. You don't get to just name your own pitches. I, that's like Aroldis Chapman being like, no, nah, I don't throw fastballs. I throw Chapman balls. Yeah, I throw Cuban missiles. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Take. Yeah, I was with Clawson. I We had just finished up like two finals. We were hanging together and I just – I pull out my phone. I'm like, Clawson, what the hell is this? Going to learn on my phone that Kluber's got a no-hitter through seven. You should have tweeted out something and jinxed him. You jinxed Pavetta's oh, like that. Yeah, I know. You're right. I didn't even Drop think about that. Drop the ball on that one, Gardner. Well, now that I don't have as much schoolwork to do, it's going to be it's gonna be jinx time for a lot of Gardner, you need, you need to use your, your powers for evil. Yeah, you I do. I do, but I also can't use it too much. I can't overuse it. Can't no, you should uh, you should make a Twitter account. Just call it like the Jinx, and then your your Twitter icon should just be like the Hamburglar from McDonald's. <laughs> okay, I'm down for that. I'm down. just like just a Jinx things in the MLB that you like want to see jinxed. Um, well, it's like Stanton's three for three tonight. Jinx, not anymore. Next actually, time you go, we strike out. I've got an idea for a new segment. We had Stevie Locks. What if we got Andrew Andrew's Jinx of the week? Where I I pick something. I just jinx them for the week. I feel like the way jinxes work, it's like it has to be in motion. Yeah. You have to to see it like in real time and be like, nope. I see you with the no hitter right now. Not anymore. All right. So follow us on Twitter and you'll see my jinxes for the week. Yeah. And follow Gardner's new Twitter called the jinx and the icon's going to be the hamburger. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to make that. You should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but the Red Sox today are planning on calling up Danny Santana for tonight's game against the Phillies, which Clawson is very excited about. Although yeah, like, I'm surprised that guy's into the Hall of Fame already. Why? Do you just love every below-average left-handed outfielder? I don't even know who that is. Danny Santana. Uh, or he's a switch hitter, I guess. Well, Danny Santana played for uh, the Twins, the Braves, and the Rangers, and in 2019, he hit 28 home runs and hit 283 in 130 games for the Rangers. And then last year, he wait really, yeah, like he's a he's a decent player. How is this guy not talked about? If you hit 28, you said 28 home runs, 28 home runs, he hit 283 in 130 games. I mean, he was playing for the Rangers, but that's pretty spectacular. However, I will say that never else in his career has he hit more than seven home runs so i don't know if something interesting was going on he's also had trouble staying healthy um but the red sox signed him to a minor league deal so obviously if he's coming up someone's got to go down um who do we think i don't want to hear it nope next segment okay then who would you send down who would you send down and let me make sure i can't i don't laugh in your face let me go last. I gotta, I gotta no, pull up you the go roster. You go I gotta pull up the roster. You gotta pull up the roster, dude. It hasn't changed all year. There's like three guys who stink. And who are they? Well, Andrews has been terrible, but he's not gonna get sent down. I think it's either gonna be Austin Bryce or it's gonna be uh the Frenchman. Wait, who'd you say at first, Gardner? Austin Bryce. No, like oh, like- oh well, Matt, Matt and Dries has just oh yeah, big terrible piece. the past month. Big piece. Big piece. He's got like double digit ERAs the past like three weeks, but well, yeah, he just grooves in his off speed. Just it's shelled. Clawson, are you gonna cry if Franchi gets sent down? No, I'm actually now that I'm thinking about it, I am willing to send Franchi down to Worcester because I saw what it did to Kike. 
And I think Worcester needs the French man down there for a couple weeks. If Franchi gets sent down, I say we make a trip in the next week to Worcester. I would be so down. You know, the second he's in Worcester, I'm there. But Andrew Benatendi hitting 274, three home runs. Yeah, yeah. It's small market, Kansas City. It's nobody's watching him. There's no pressure. Barbecue Benny. Eating barbecue. Classic episode. <laughs> Classic episode. What is that? Like episode 14 or something? I think it was 14. 16. 16, right? It is 16. I think it, yeah. It is 16. Let's, let's pull. That was conveniently timed. Yeah, it was. Well, I just got logged out of the. Never mind. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, so. I'm going to give away a secret. I'm not giving away any secrets. I'm going to log back in and I'm going to find what episode that was. It was episode 15. That was one off. 14 was farewell to number 15. But you went over. What was 16 16 then? That was Heim's dealing. Heim Uh, is dealing. Heim's dealing. Do you remember our names of these episodes and just like rank the best one? What do you think? Yeah. What do you think our best episode name has been so far? I don't know. Run through them real quick. All 30? I don't know. That's going to take way too long. All right. The first six before we had any listeners were just the sloppiest things of all time. It was, <laughs> when will Cora be back? Alex Cora is back. Hall of Fame debate. <laughs> Who's coming to Boston? The stove is heating up. Please sign someone. What a Those week. Are names. And then after that, it was Section 10 in our future. The Giving Socks. Bauer Secret Stuff. Rocket Talk <laughs> featuring Jared Kravis. Bye Bye Benny. 2024 is our year. Series of moves. Farewell to number 15. Barbecue Benny. Himes dealing. Woo Sox talk featuring Joe Bradley. JVE talk featuring Jonathan Van Every. Lars talk featuring Lars. <laughs> we got to come up with a little, uh, little more creative name. When we yeah, get a when, guest we, on. when we have guests, we got to. You got to. No, that was the whole point. They were all the same. <laughs> that way you can like find them. And then we got LeBron's team 2021 season preview opening day. Dot, dot, dot. Yikes. Good at baseball. We smoked them. Kings of the AL. Patriots State Champs. All according to plan. Greatest rivalry in sports featuring the Pesky Pole podcast. Clean it up. Bring the good stuff. And I the yet to be unnamed, the yet to be named 31st episode. All right. I got two clear top, top episode names. I, I do too. All right. My two clearly the best two are Bauer Secret Stuff and bring the good stuff. I never, inadvertently, those have both have the word stuff in them. But now that I say that out loud, it sounds kind of stupid, but uh, those are definitely the best ones. I totally, I mean, I personally love bring the good stuff. Definitely one of my favorite episode names. Uh, LeBron's team is also one of my favorite ones. Um, I got to say the giving shocks is one of my favorite oh, episodes that we've done. That and I think that's, so that's probably... Fun. I gotta say that's the that's the best name we've got. Other than Barbecue Benny, I think that just Barbecue lives Benny on a, a lives on a higher platform. Than the Giving else. Socks was so much fun because we were that was our first episode after Section Ten, and we were like, yep. we came in hot, and we, we also had like nothing to talk about other than like, we were. Like, I gotta say, it was a pretty creative segment. We, if you haven't listened to it, we it was the day after Christmas, and we decided to like rank which pitchers on the Red Sox were the most generous during the holiday season. Basically, it's just talking about which ones stunk the most. No, which one gave the most gave runs. The most. Yes. Right. Gave, gave the most. 
Uh, and it was decided that Matt Hall is quite possibly the most per, uh, most generous person, generous person yeah, ever, ever. So Great episode. It, it, it's Christmas every day in the Hall house. That's why, yeah, Matt Hall's kids are. Yeah, if you're ever wondering why we're like, oh, I bet Matt Hall's kids are having a good day. It's because it's always Christmas in the Hall house. <laughs> Not to be creepy. Because yeah. he's a nice you guy. You don't get the reference if you don't yeah. like it. Yeah. It's your fault, not ours. Definitely, definitely your fault. Um, okay, what were you talking about before we just started talking? Danny about Santana. This? We were talking about Danny Santana. Oh yeah, I honestly have no idea if this kid's gonna be good or not. But like, we'll see. I'd be any worse than Franchi, right? Yeah, that's how I feel about it. We'll we'll see. I don't really like. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like, it's we'll see. If he hits better than Franchi, that's great. Uh, and if we don't have to see Austin Bryce for the next month, that's even better. So, Again. anyways, um, well, quick fantasy update. We unfortunately dropped our first game of the season last week. Yeah, beers on the bench. Took us down. It was a great game. Uh, if Matt Barnes didn't give up a home run to Shohei Otani, we would have won the game. Yeah, if he just closed down that save, nowhere then, else. Yeah, our whip went up, our ERA went up. We barely lost in both of those, and then we didn't. We would have benefited from the extra save that Barnes would have given us. Yeah, tough one. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this, but we have the leader in NL home runs and AL home runs on our roster in Ronald Acuna and Shohei Otani. It's because we the boys, boy, we the best, best. We're having another close uh, game this week with none other than the Sunday League guys. The host of this team. I mean, this league. Uh, the league, yeah. So currently right now, it is seven to six to one. Um, we are running away in the batting category. Yeah, we're hitting, we're hitting I, 345 <laughs> as a team. We, wait, we also have like the AL leader in RBIs. Yes, Trey Mancini too, which is, can I, like, I'm so happy for him. That's like, awesome. I, I mean, coming back from colon cancer, which, um, I mean, I'm really just astonished at how he can do that anyways, because um, just an incredible feat alone. And then you're able to, on a pretty bad team, somehow lead the entire league in RBI. It's- Hold on. Ready? Here's um, some very notable stats. You're right. Trey Mancini has been absolutely electric, and he's only getting better as the season goes on. So as you said, we have the AL and NL leaders in home runs who are obviously 14 and 13, Shoei and Acuna. And we got number one in RBIs, Trey Mancini, and number four, tied for four, Rafael Devers. And we got uh, no hits. Hits are irrelevant. I don't know. I don't know who, who even made that stat. And then you got wins. We got Jack Flaherty. So we just drafted the league leaders in every single stat, essentially. Pretty much. Basically, I think that was our plan, right? Yeah. We also have Ian Kennedy, who was a pickup. He's uh, third in saves in the league. So Matt Barnes is sixth in saves, and he was also a pickup. Yeah. We didn't even draft him. Also, Drake, Jake Cronenworth having a pretty underrated year. He's hitting over 300, a couple bombs for the Padres. Did he, he actually – he had an inside the park yeah, over a couple days ago. Say that. I always see the Padres highlights because of the Don Orsello. Like, it always just shows up on my timeline, which is awesome because, man, do I miss Don Orsillo? Dave O'Brien is just – he's he's a good guy, but he just doesn't bring the electricity. <laughs> awesome. I know what you're thinking about right 
Dave O'Brien just loves talking socks, and you guys know what else. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Nice. Shout out to Section 10. Might be one of the funniest things I've ever said. Very yeah, funny. shout out to Coley, specifically. Uh, that caught me off guard so hard. It's really funny, man. Really funny. Klaus, you got any notes? Uh, of course I do. Um, you have do any want... good notes? Yeah. I, I, I mean, nothing that's, like, creative, but just, like, I All right. I guess I'll be the judge of that. All right. Um, I guess these are more opinions than creative creative ideas. Right. But I saw a couple of days ago that the Braves, and I hope they've gotten rid of it, but they adopted something in their dugout that's a sign. And it says, hit a homer, hug the panda, or something like that. Uh, and it's uh, basically just like, every time yeah. you hit a homer, you got to go hug Pablo Sandoval. And I'm like, Sounds why? Like I just I just rocketed a ball 400 feet to dead center, and now I got to go hug this fat guy who doesn't even play. Look, say what you want about Pablo Sandoval. And His pinch I, hitting I, skills are ridiculous. Dude, I hate him. I hate him. But when you can be just the fattest person in the league, sit on the bench of the Braves dugout for seven straight innings with your jacket on, Drinking Coca-Cola out of a squeeze bottle Gatorade. And liking models pictures on Instagram too. Yeah. Wow. You just this dude. And then all of a sudden your manager looks at you and is like, Hey Pablo, you're up. Waddle out there in the seventh inning. Just hit an absolute bomb to give your team the lead. And then just walk back to the dugout, sit back down and continue to drink Coke with your big jacket on. How is that not like the life? He's got nine hits this year, and four of them are home runs. I know, and they're all probably <laughs> home runs. Why is he the greatest pitch hitter of all time? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. It frustrates me to no end. Maybe, I'm you really know, not you know maybe, maybe pitchers see him in the dugout just, like, pounding Coke in his huge jacket, and they're like, they're no like, way. Like, this guy's got to be, like, sneaking into the dugout or something. No way he actually plays Major League Baseball. And they just give him something easy, and he takes some yard, and they're like, oh. I'll see highlights on MLB Instagram too, and then I'll see like a San Francisco Giant fan be like, "Oh, Pablo Panda, we miss you in the Bay." And I'm like, "Shut up, shut your mouth." Nobody misses Pablo Sandoval. Nobody. No. Nobody. Sandoval. I got another one, but I'll keep it for uh, closing out the ninth. All right, sounds good. Uh, We've got good notes. We've got Uh, a few. Ask on bridge questions this week. Um, wow. We're gonna move it up in the world. Wow. Yeah, not many. Actually, a lot of them are older ones. Um, so the first one, we've got three this week. Uh, again, we could always use some more questions because man, the well continues. You could just be like, hey Steve, what's your favorite movie? And we'll answer it. It's, yeah, it could be pretty much anything. It can literally be anything. Just be like, What's hey, your favorite baseball-related movie? That's a great question. That's a somebody good question. question. There's only good one question. right answer to that, too. So I, I hope somebody – if somebody doesn't ask that, I'll ask that. I mean, that's a pretty good discussion. Well, let's <laughs> answer it. Mon- there's, there's only one right answer. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. awesome. it's got to be money. Ball, I, right? uh, hold on, hold on, right. hold on. Are we really going to have this conversation right now? Is this what's happening? We'll save it. We'll save, save it for next, next week, week when we have – Save it for next week. Someone, If someone DMs us and asks us the question – no, we We're have an literally... exciting ep- We have an exciting episode next week. We're going to talk about it anyways. Oh yeah, we can have. All right, yeah. So if you listen to last week's episode, we were going to have a guest on this week. Unfortunately, via scheduling conflicts, 
uh, it was we were unable to make it happen for this week, but uh, we do have a hundred percent faith that he will be on within the next two episodes. So, surprisingly, it's not Darnell McDonald that it is not scheduled on us. No, it is not not Darnell McDonald. It's also not Mike Trout. Yeah, those are your two hints. Those are your two hints. Not Darnell McDonald. Actually, I'll give one decent hint. He does not play in the MLB. So, all right, that was a major hint. But... Play in Japan? He could. Could be. Uh, could. Lars, it could be Manny Ramirez because he last played in Japan. So he played in Australia. He did. Played in both. So the White Sox. Or who did he play for them? Sydney Blue Sox. He played Blue in Australia. Sox. Plays for yeah, every every team that's ever. I gotta get a Blue Sox hat. It's gotta be cool. Uh, anyway, the first question comes in from Chris, and he says, okay. "How does it?" How does it feel living in the Yankees' shadow? Shadow's not very big, Chris. How does it feel to have a dumb name like Chris? Chris. Next question. <laughs> Comes in from the Pesky Pool podcast. Um, actually, hold on one second. I think I, had... I, I know what question you're talking about. I feel like this is a, a little incriminating to answer. Hold on, let me pull up the other one because I think he did have another one that I think might be better to – hold on, give me, give me one second. You guys got something to talk about for a minute here? Uh, I, I, just that Chris is a dummy. All right. Uh, Husky Paul has two questions. We'll start with the Red Sox one. He said, who in this organization is most likely to be the next David Ortiz? Which I'm going to answer you. really quick first. I cannot stand that comparison. So, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody. The other Casas. I mean, realistically, the closest person to David Ortiz on this Red Sox roster is Rafael Devers. Just purely body type, lefty bat, Dominican. <laughs> He's very similar to David Ortiz, eye test wise, but very different players. Very different players. Uh, then the next one also comes in from the Pesky Bowl podcast, and he said, "Worst college experience so far." Um, probably having my sophomore year spring be cut in half and then no tailgates or any fun, like at all over the past year. So it's been my worst college experience, but it hasn't been all bad. We have our fun when we can and everything should be normal next semester relatively. So that's probably my answer. Uh, my worst college experience actually coincides with my least favorite road trip ever was my trip to Albany for a conference that I had to go to and had no interest in going to. Um, and I spent a weekend in Albany, New York, which was not fun, very far away, listening to something that I didn't want to hear. And uh, probably just could have been an email. Sounds very familiar. Um, I would say my worst college experience was having to go into quarantine twice this past year at very inopportune times. One of them was during Halloween, uh, which stunk. And the other one was the day before going to a Red Sox game, which I totally went to anyways. Just kidding. I didn't. Yeah, I got another answer. Uh, fall last year, I was wearing a suit all day because I had to wear a suit for something. And it was about a thousand degrees in this one hall that has like all my classes in it. So I spent like five straight hours in a thousand degrees, like temperature, just absolutely melting and becoming a part of the leather chairs that were in that building. So that was probably like the worst day of my life. I think I sweated through my pants like 
six separate occasions. <laughs> nice. Nice. Sounds fun. Yeah. Wow. So those are, those are definitely the worst college experiences we've ever had. Uh, and on to the last question, which comes in from the, the person doesn't mean to be named. It's Matt. Matt. So, hey, wait, 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 wait. Brandon. Brandon had a good question. Not Did he? It's a couple oh. weeks ago. Wow, you were just pitting our two guys right head to head against each other. Uh, did we answer this? He says, if there's anybody in the league right now that you'd want on the Red Sox, who would it be? I thought we answered that, no? No, we didn't. We talked about Shohei it. Otani. We didn't answer it. Shohei Otani. Shohei it's Otani. easy. Easy Shohei Otani. I would say Otani or Acuna. No, it's got to be Shohei would... Otani because you're getting the, like, get both and an elite starting pitcher. Two things that would greatly benefit us. Hope the Red Sox. Now this next question from Matt. Um, you want five today? This is a fourth one. Yeah. I never mind. Well, no, I'm gonna. Well, we got to talk about this because <laughs> right, the segment right. it segments very nicely into another thing. I'm all right, about. all right, all right. I personally want to talk about. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this question was perfect. He says, "Do you think you could manage a big league team and make the playoffs?" I'm gonna take the stage really quick here. I know exactly what you're going to say. Matt, I absolutely think I could do that because you know why? There is a current team who is in that exact same situation, and that would be the Chicago White Sox who have the – I need to calm myself down. I have – the last couple of days, this has gotten me so worked up. I cannot stand Tony Larusa. Like, this guy cannot retire fast enough. If you missed it, Yerman Mercedes – hit a home run on a 3-0 count against the Minnesota Twins the other day um, when they were up, what, like 14-1 to in the ninth inning? And La Russa All right, you have to also add in the fact that it was a position oh, player. Yeah, pitching, it was. Uh, and it was on a 54-mile-per-hour, like, just toss. Which, honestly, is impressive enough that you can hit a ball 109 miles an hour when it's only thrown at 54. But That's batting practice. The clown that Tony La Russa is – Listen, I'm not saying that he's had a bad baseball career because he's been one of the most successful managers of all time. He said that he did not agree with what Mercedes did, and he literally was like, I agree with the Twins. Like, this goes against the unwritten rules of baseball. And first of all, Tony La Russa, you should probably learn the written rules of baseball before you learn the unwritten rules because you apparently don't even know those when you're sending out a pitcher to pitch run or to – Go to second base to run in extra innings. Terrible. And then, yeah, he's throwing guys under the bus. Uh, I don't know how this guy still has a job. Like, he is just not fit to manage a team anymore. And then, like, I just – I cannot stand these old, older baseball heads who are like, you can't swing at this, you can't swing at that. Like, the game – it's a new game. Like, this guy, Mercedes, he's coming up on a contract here in two years. I mean, if I were him too, I'm trying to boost my numbers. I'm trying to make as much money as I can. Like, I'm swinging there. Yep. And last night we saw Joey Wendell on the Rays. He hits a home run off Stevie Wilkerson, who's a position player. And Kevin Cash is, like, all excited for him. Like, that's just the difference. And if I'm the White Sox players, I don't know how I'm not revolting against this guy. All right. Well, <laughs> did you also see what Lance Lynn said? Ah, uh, Yes. Yeah, so Lance Lynn, who is um, 
a starting pitcher on the White Sox. He's arguably their best pitcher, even though they have like three pretty good ones. He was like, I don't know, something along the lines of just that he agreed with Yerman and that he should have, he did, like he should have every right to swing at that ball and hit it as far as he can. And Tony Larusa, the absolute DUI guy that he is. Um, the start of that, how did he not even get fired for that? I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, he said something along the lines. Of, I want to start this this remembrance of his quote with, I respect your opinion, but I'm pretty sure he didn't say that. <laughs> he basically said, well, Lance, uh, this is why you have a locker and I have an office, so I don't really care what you have to think. Like that's that. actually kind of, that's pretty funny. Dude, just absolutely toasted him. He's I like, can respect that answer. Come at him, he comes back at you. Yeah, dude. If you come at the king, you best not miss. Tony Larusa is not having it. That's why you have a walker and I have an office. Yeah, it's great. But I feel like you can't really fire Tony Larusa, no matter how senile and crazy he is, as long as the White Sox are in first place. Because yeah, that's anybody, kind of a anybody could manage that team and they do well. Yeah, but you don't know that. I you know? do know that because I'm seeing it right now, and Larusa's unfit to manage. Yeah, maybe he's concerned. just got some like Tony Larusa magic where he's you know sprinkling a little something something on the team getting him going i i personally can't even imagine him talking to the team like i think he just like walks through the locker and walks up to the dugout like pins the lineup card on the clipboard and then he's just like let's go play ball boys like i can't imagine him coaching at all like i just all right guys run out to your positions <laughs> if you step on the first baseline i'm gonna send you down to triple a i don't know if i've ever told this tony larusa story um which I do appreciate Tony, Tony LaRusso for this, the one time I met him. But this was, this was cool, but still, I'm still not happy with what he's doing. So it, uh, two years ago when he was still with the Red Sox, went to a Red Sox game with my friend, and we were walking out of whatever gate we were at. And I see Tony LaRusso strutting out with his duffel bag and, and collar shirt. It's the last game of the season. He looked absolutely done. And I'm like – you got to take a picture of him. So I go up to him like, Mr. Larusa, can I get a picture? And he's like, all like, yeah, sure, I guess. And so I take, I take a picture with him. And then my friend takes a picture with him and we're walking away. And then I, he must've gotten struck by, I like, I don't even know what, but he all of a sudden, his mood changed really quickly. And he goes, grace of God, honestly, he goes, boys come back. And I was like, oh, Lord, what did I say or do wrong? And he's like, if we're going to do this, let's do this the right way. And he takes off his World Series ring, puts it on my finger, and he's like, oh, like, let's take a picture of the ring. So he took pictures with his 2018 World Series ring on, which was super cool. Yeah, so, that is really cool. But he was sick. totally just flexing. He was just flexing on you. Probably. Just to show like, how cool Tony LaRusso is. The funniest part to me is in the picture that I have with him and no ring. He's not smiling. And then the one with the ring, he's got like the biggest grin on. This is like, I have this. Yeah. You know what? That reminded me of my favorite story of all time, or my favorite video of all time, rather. <laughs> and it's you standing in like a crowd of like a gate, like a hallway or something. And David Ortiz is walking by. And you're like, you're, you're like, David, David. He just keeps coming. He just does not even look back at you. It's the funniest video of all time. Oh, my video. Yeah. Yeah. David, it was at David, David, and he just completely. It was at winter me. weekend in 2020. And uh, I was like <laughs> leaving Foxwoods. Uh, and David Ortiz, like, literally, is right next to me. 
Like I could have could have like shook his hand. He's got like three security guards around. I'm like, David, can I grab a picture of you? And just like straight face looking at him. I was like, all right, well, guess I'll just leave. Throw that on Twitter or something. That's a really funny thing. <laughs> I can throw both the pictures and video. All oh, yeah, definitely do that. So but, can I answer the question now? Oh yeah, go ahead, Clausen. Sorry, <laughs> stemmed from a question. Uh, all I'm saying is, you guys ever seen the movie uh, Little Big League? What is it called? I don't know. Is that your favorite baseball movie of all time? <laughs> no, it's. I've seen about like half an hour of it. It's about this 12 year old kid that manages the Twins. And they make the playoffs, and he runs some trick play to strike Ken Griffey Jr. out. Sorry if you guys were – sorry if that Spoiler spoiled the movie for you. Um, <laughs> Not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, so if, if that little kid can manage the Twins, I think I can manage a, a major You guys league. ever seen that movie uh... – oh, I forget what it's called. It's like where the guy – the kid, like, breaks his elbow. Oh, uh, uh, Rookie of the uh, Year. Yeah, it rookie is. Rookie of the Year. Great. That's a great that's, movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that is a fire baseball. I think movie. we're not going to talk any more about this because we're if some just someone please DM us and ask us the question so we can talk about it next week. But I think Clawson's favorite baseball movie, without question, is Airbud Baseball. And if it's anything <laughs> else, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> they were like, "How can we get more unrealistic and ridiculous from like a dog playing basketball?" And they're like, "Let's make them play baseball, <laughs> where you clearly need two arms and opposable thumbs." Hey, you got fifty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes somehow. So. Because well, he's a golden retriever. How can you say no? I don't know. It's a good point. Uh, yeah. Do we have any anything this week for Make Baseball Fun Again? Um, we forgot Alex Corey, Impact Player of the Week. Oh, we did forget. Okay. But Alex Corey, yeah, Impact Player. Baseball Fun Again, too, though. Oh, boy. I got something for that, too. Okay. We'll make them quick. It's a suggestion, not, not, a, not a moment. Who do we got? Yeah, for? Well, let's do Alex Cora Impact first. Totally skip it. Martinez, 8.8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. Yeah. Oh, no. 8. 8. 8. There you go. That's what I thought. I'm going to go with – let's see here. I'm going to go with um, Alex Verdugo. Alex With a point. Eight, four. Boston. All right, Carson, let's hear it. Uh, I'm going to go Kike with okay. a .69 because I think he would appreciate that. And uh, it's because the dude raked in Worcester and then came up and kept raking in the majors. So, uh, I don't know, Kike, if you're listening, keep banging, kid. Yeah, keep banging. Nice. .69. All right, good stuff. Um, make baseball fun again. What do you guys got? My suggestion for how you can make baseball fun again is to tell Tony LaRusso to shove it. That's all I got. Nice. Excellent. Uh, my make baseball fun moment of the week was, I mean, if how do you not love Nick Castellanos? Did oh, you, guys- you took it from oh, me. Yeah, you took it from me. Come on. <laughs> Klaus, you can explain it. But I, right. I freaking love that moment this week. That so I think that – was it MLB Network or was it just like whatever, like Cincinnati I think it was MLB Sports Network, Station? Whatever. Had, so like, they were directly under Rob Manfred. Yeah. So Nick Castellanos hits a homer in the game and he was talking to a fan, like in the crowd, like whatever, you know, first couple rows before his at bat. And after the game, they decide to give this random fan 
the mic to interview Nick Castellanos. And Nick Castellanos is just standing there, like leaning on the fence, like backwards hat. Looked like he just wanted to go home. And this guy is standing there. The fan is like, uh, or the guy at MLB Network is like, so like, what were you guys talking about? And the fan goes, right before he went up, I told Nick to picture Rob Manfred's face on the baseball. And, and the Nick next just pitch, like smiled. <laughs> and the next pitch. His, smile, his biggest smile in the world. Biggest smile next in the pitch, world. he hits a homer. And Nick Castellano says nothing the entire time. He's just grinning. And the MLB agree. Network guy is like, all right, then. Like, <laughs> clearly He's trying like, to move up the segment uh, so he would get takes, fired. Hit a home run. We're going to stop this interview. I, like, was I honestly like, think the, the funniest part might have been the MLB Network's, MLB Network's guy reaction. Just being like, all right, then. Like, we're not going to talk about this anymore because that's my boss. <laughs> Did you guys also see um, Dan Plesak? He had the hot mic on MLB Network. He was uh, – they, like, cut to a game, and his mic was still on in the studio, and he was, like, just dropping F-bombs about him playing with Ricky Henderson on live TV. It was awesome. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't see that, but I'll have to look it up. It was, it was pretty funny. They were talking about, like, who the best player who you've ever, I think, either faced or played with. I couldn't remember. But Plesak was like, yeah, it's got to be – effing ricky henderson he's and the, they're just showing like cubs players like warming up <laughs> it's it awesome um anyway closing out the ninth um what do we got for this week we got a big series against the phillies this weekend and then we've got a couple games against the braves uh Oh, my closing of the ninth is not going to be baseball related, but it's going to be Boston sports related. So we got uh, Celtics won their playing game. Jason Tatum dropped 50 burger on them. Just electric stuff. Great game. He shot like 17 free throws without a miss. And then uh, possibly more exciting, the, the Boston Bruins are just love overtime games against the Capitals. Those games have been electric. It's been physical. The entire time, first period of last game, scored like four goals. Just great games all around. If you're not watching that series, I'd start watching it before it's over because uh, the whole dynamic with uh, Chara and the Capitals versus the Bruins, it's been pretty great. Some stellar play by the goalies and stuff, so I definitely would check that out if you're not too busy watching the Red Sox. That's all I got. Um, For me... I'm going to go with – I want to talk about the Miami Marlins jerseys, the new city jerseys for a minute. Those are so clean. I love them. Um, I think every team needs to have a city jersey that we see worn more than twice a year because I, I like the Red Sox ones too. Um, but I know there's only, what, like six teams getting them this mm-hmm. year. I need to see every team with a city jersey in the next two years. I love it. I love how we're starting to branch off with some – some new cool designs and uh, the Marlins knocked it out of the park with theirs. Yeah. They killed it. I'm yeah. a big fan. Yeah. They the red, just adopt those red pinstripes. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I like the Marlins jerseys as is, but these were just sweet. So much better. We don't, you don't really see, I mean, the Red Sox are red and you, they have their red alternates. But other than that, like I would say that those were like the best red jerseys in the game, like better than the Reds jerseys, better than like the Braves red ones. Like, they're, they're the Cardinals. Cool. Cardinals, I would say these are much better. Do the Cardinals even have red jerseys? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I it's guess like it's, the spring training jerseys. Yeah, I think they are spring training. Um, my closing out the ninth is that it was great to see the Weck dog finally go through the tunnel that he created. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Murdered that baseball a couple of days ago. Took the tunnel. Took the tunnel ride. Just kind of a. It surely was tunnel time. Uh, bittersweet moment. I would say it was just a sweet moment, but yeah, I don't know why. Oh, the other thing, Derek Jeter documentary. Oh uh, yeah, weird. My, that you would pick him over Nomar. Surprising. Steve, you got anything I mean, on that? Derek Derek uh, Jeter's so white bread, and Nomar was the man. Be watching. <laughs> I will not be watching. I won't either. It's, it's a lot of lot of time for Derek Jeter. But anyways, six parts. Six parts. Six. Six. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was like a one-off thirty for thirty. Oh no, it's it's like the new part. last dance. Oh no, yeah, chance. The new last dance treatment, which is ridiculous. And no I'm chance. Hot. You're gonna make me hot right now. I want to get hot right now. It's I can't wait to see cool. the. I can't wait to see the promo for it. It's like the guy who slapped everything softly to right field. No, it's gonna be like respect, <laughs> Yankee way. I thank God every day. They're gonna, they're gonna show the same two highlights of the you know jump throw and then the the flip to Posada and the the angel the athletics game and yep and the, the know, Mr. November the to right. I'm yeah. the they're gonna show the, they're gonna show like three highlights the whole yeah. series that home run that guy part docu series just about all the women he's been with. Honestly, I, if they make an episode about that, I'll watch it. Probably would be more entertaining. Anyways, appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, big series uh, this weekend. Got to clean up. And we will, uh, yeah, hopefully within the next two weeks, have our have our guests on, which will be exciting. But uh, we will be back soon with episode 32. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Gone Bridge Podcast and Twitter at Gone Bridge. And download our episodes. That really helps us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Let's go Red Sox and let's go Bridge. See ya.